Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 143, entitled Only Doing What You're Good At. It was published on Thursday, the 29th of August, 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I will be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley because we will be doing our discussion all about doing what you're good at. I don't know if you notice, but we sort of cycle through, often we do a guest one week, an interview if you like, and then David and I have a discussion the following week, and, and so it goes. Just a few things before we begin, if I could encourage you to go over to the wpbuilds.com website where you'll find information about everything that we do. We've got a menu at the top and the first link I'd like to suggest that you look at is the subscribe link. If you click on subscribe, you'll be able to get onto our newsletter. We've got two of them, one to alert you about the podcast and the news that we put out every Monday and one all about deals. If we find a WordPress deal, we'll let you know about it right away. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast player there and join our Facebook group of 2,200 WordPresses, and we've also got links to our YouTube channel where we post everything as well. The next one I'd like to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Over there you'll find, well, it's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week there's a whole ton of WordPress deals, coupon codes for percentages off all sorts of different things, absolutely loads of them. It's growing and growing. So go check that out if you're in the market for a particular plugin or possibly theme. And also wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to advertise on WP Builds, a little bit like the Page Builder Framework have done. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we do thank the Page Builder Framework for supporting the WP Builds podcast. Okay, let's get stuck into today's episode. It's all about only doing what you're good at. I think we've all been there before. We've, we know that as WordPress freelancers, we've got hundreds of different hats that we can wear. We could be a branding expert, a copywriter, a UX person, SEO is important, getting the right photographs, being able to use PHP and all the other languages that we might need. How do we manage it all? What's the best way for coping with this? Are we the kind of person that always says yes to projects, even though that we know that half of the things that we need to be able to do would be better done by somebody else? Or are we good at farming this work out? Do we like learning new things? Or do we keep ourselves awake at night worrying about the things that we've taken on? Not suggesting we've got the answers, but it's a nice chat with David and I. Nevertheless, I hope you enjoy it. Today's discussion, we're calling only doing what you're good at. Nathan, you started this one. This is something you wanted to talk about. So do you want to explain what the title means? Really? Yeah, I suppose it comes from the, the point of view that the job that we do is not really one job. We're, if As a freelancer, at least anyway, we're trying to do a multitude of tasks, even though you may not write them all down and think about them. 
we've written a list mm. out which we'll no doubt come to in a few minutes but the it's quite long you know there's quite a lot of things involved in in being a freelancer and even if you're working in an agency I'm, I'm sure that from time to time you'll be asked to do something which isn't necessarily what's written on the uh, the job description and um and it, it's born out of the frustration over many years of realizing that there are a whole bunch of things that are that are not my area of expertise, shall we say, things that I'm really not that great at. And yet, I, I often find it difficult, whether from an economic point of view, you know, because I want to ensure that um, the bank balance is, is su- sufficiently large at the end of the month to pay all the bills. I kind of take a lot of these jobs on, even though I know that probably the, the end result would be achieved more quickly and probably mm. a whole lot better if I was to farm it out to somebody. So really it's a, having a discussion about recognising mm. that we're all limited in our capabilities and, and trying to work out how we cope with that in our business and whether or not we should be doing everything because that's that's better for the bank balance or whether we should be farming things out and growing a network of people around us who we can who we can trust to do those things and having the confidence to say, okay, please, will you handle this and I'll give you all the responsibility for it. Yeah. Do you know, I'd love to do that. I, yeah. I think circ- circumstances kind of just really set that I have to be this generalist, but I'd love to be able to to do more of that. But let's say, shall we have a look at the, the list that we, we came up with of all the kind of skills or yeah, disciplines that I'm sure this I'm sure this list is fairly com, uh, com, not complicated, <laughs> comprehensive, that's the word I'm after. But I'm sure equally, by the time we've finished it, you'll be thinking to yourself, listeners, that, uh, oh, you missed this out and you missed that out. But yeah, go, go for it. What are the, some yeah. of the things? And then we could circle back and talk about some of them um, in more depth. Well, maybe at the beginning, perhaps, of a project, you might need some kind of branding expert, someone who can take someone through the process of, you know, what um, people want to, um, what vision you want to present to people. So that's probably its own skill in itself, which we often do. Um, I'm going to skip one that you just added, Nathan, because I think this is a key one. But the next one was um, copywriters. We sometimes get involved in doing that. UX and UI specialists, and I guess they're two separate things, really. Yep. Uh, SEO, uh, digital marketing, so funnels, uh, A-B testing, analyzing. There's the graphic artists, there's the photographers, there's the back-end developers, PHP, that kind of thing. Front-end, HTML, uh, CSS developers, JavaScript developers. That's where our list went, except for you added one on, which I think is a key one, which is uh, what we called communicator, didn't we? Somebody who's able to, maybe that's salesperson. We need to be a salesperson. Yeah, salesperson, for want of a better word. I just yeah. wrote down communicator. But yeah, the ability, it, it, it comes down to the, the reason I didn't write salesperson, I think probably was because it, it could be anything. You know, It could be standing in a room with somebody and just literally <laughs> shooting the breeze in a sort of confident way. But the ability to to communicate your ideas effectively, to talk and to come across as somebody who's um, confident, um, capable and also kind of likable all at the same time because I think I think all of those things are important. And if you were to look at that list of, let's say there was probably about 12 things you rattled off there, every single one of those could be a job description. You know, you could be an yeah. SEO specialist and wear that badge and that's all you do every day. A photographer, that could be all that you do every day. 
graphic designer, again, same thing, yeah. front-end developer, back-end developer, um, copywriter. You know, we, we've all heard, oh, I know a friend. She's a copywriter. Oh, I've got, a, I, I've got a colleague who's an SEO specialist. I'll put you in touch with them. And yet, as a freelancer, <laughs> to some extent, we, we try to wear all of these hats. And is that true of you? Do you, as a generalist, do you try to do most of these if somebody comes to you for a website or do, or are there areas where you've clearly figured out no this is this is well beyond my capability level i'm going to hand it over to somebody else well truthfully i mean i guess i'm, I'm doing all of these roles to a different you know a standard all the way through because it just kind of rests with me i've really very rarely pass anything off that can i just add in actually that communicative when you think about it there's another three roles that come under that because mm. we got the project manager we've got the sales and we've got the marketing we have to do all of those as well don't we i'm going to add those in in that case project manager <laughs> sales yeah. and what was the last one oh i've just forgotten already oh, uh marketing okay. marketing Separate. yeah yeah you're right yeah you're absolutely right all of those things need to be put under the banner of communicator so it, it's enormous and in my case i think the the reason that well, we'll come on to the, the sort of the problems that this creates later. But the reason that I think freelancers get caught in the trap, and I, I want to make it very clear, I get caught in this trap. I'm not sort of trying to claim that, oh, this is me looking from afar, claiming that I've ah, I've kicked the habit. Not, not at all. This is me all the time. I, um, I get caught in the trap of be well not necessarily claiming that i can do all these things but saying oh yes we i can do that for you simply because of the the fact that i just it comes down to the bank balance you know i just want to be able to if i get a project and i quote for it on, on the whole i want to be able to think okay that's great i've quoted for that and and i can rely on that amount of money going into my um to my business account uh, upon completion of it um, which is absolutely crackers, you know, that makes absolutely no sense because obviously I could be looking for additional work if I handed on large portions of that project. But also I think there's there's something about, certainly when I started out doing this job, the inability to say no. I had this kind of thought that, let's say that five people were pitching for a particular website. I had a thought that, well, they must be able to do all these things. They must be able to do all these things because I'm kind of striving to do them all. So they can probably do them all. And they can, not only that, they can probably do them better than me. So, you know, it, it seems like a point of weakness if I say, well, we'll we'll get an SEO company to do the SEO. We'll get a, um, I don't know, a, a, a front-end developer to do this part of it. And I don't know why I thought that. It seems crackers, but that's how it went. Yes. Well, you, I think you're better than me for this because you've always said that you will pass on uh, sort of graphic work yeah. to someone else to do. Yeah. Yeah. That That is the one thing that I uh, and that was born out, I think, of a good circumstance more than anything else in that I had and have um, a few people around me who I know very well on a personal level who who happened to do these jobs incredibly well. So I was able to approach them at the, at the beginning and I had an instant rapport and I could, you know, literally go around for a cup of tea and talk through the project and so on. So that was, that was fabulous. Um, so I wonder if there's some aspect of that in it, you know, if I'd have had to have gone out and 
burned through three or four different graphic designers until I finally finally found the right one. Maybe that would have, maybe I, I would still be trying to do that as well. But but it is an area where I think there's a slight difference in that. You know, if you code something badly in HTML, but it looks yeah. the same on the site, nobody's going to know. I mean, yeah. you'll know. And somebody who yeah. is critically taking the site apart will know, you know, good grief, there's 24 nested divs when they could have done it with one. Um, n- nobody's going to know, not really. But graphic mm-hmm. design, everybody knows mm-hmm. straight away. And it's the same yeah. with photography. Everybody knows straight away. Wow, you really can't take photographs. Wow, <laughs> that looks awful. Um, so maybe there's something in there as well. I, I felt immediately that my and I know this to, to be true it's still the case my graphic design skills are akin to that of a cushion I would say <laughs> but do you not get some joy out of doing this I mean I think there's this has got to be a big definer well maybe actually I'm going to ask you another question how do you know what you're good at oh, how good out grief. of all of these yeah, yeah that's a good point I don't I suppose you make comparisons, don't you? Look at what other people are doing and you think, yeah, I've, I've done that. I can do that. Um, and yes, you're right. There is a lot of pleasure in doing it. I like writing text, you know, so the copywriter bit I like doing. I, to some extent, enjoy doing kind of SEO work. I don't, I don't claim to be an expert at it. And no doubt, you know, if you really, really, really need to get to the top of Google, I'm not the person to do that for you necessarily. You know, somebody who's got a very large budget and is able to invest in those things probably uh, would be better off getting an SEO expert or getting me to get them an SEO expert. But yeah, you're right. I do, I do enjoy most of these tasks. I suppose that's part of it as well. Yeah, and I think the thing is that you probably are going to be a good judge of whether you're good or bad at something we were talking about this earlier wasn't we i was mentioning the dunning kruger effect this Mm. term used in psychology and it's where people who are not particularly good at things don't also have the skills to know that they're not good at them so you know i've seen it plenty of times i was talking about you know the fact that you can see singers who just cannot pitch a note but they will believe they are good singers but they just literally do not know they're not good yes that's fascinating i mean really fascinating i was telling <laughs> you a story about i won't i certainly won't be mentioning any names but a situation in which i i witnessed something this is going back a few years in i'm not going to tell you where even just so there's no hint of like guesswork <laughs> where i i watched somebody talking through the website that they built for somebody and it was absolutely obvious they didn't have a clue what they were doing. And yet they positioned themselves as an expert. You know, they were in the room to be the expert. And they were 100% relying on every member of that room being completely ignorant about any form of web development and I happened to be in the room as it happens I kept my mouth tightly shut until they'd left and then explained to the the people good grief you know this let me just put a different complexion on a lot of this stuff but it it was interesting to be in the presence of somebody who whether or not they had this Dunning-Kruger effect as you describe it or they were just Mm. an amazing in inverted commas going back to what we mentioned a moment ago an amazing (laughs) communicator I don't mm. know, but it, there wasn't even the excuse of, well, they're just representing the company. They're not claiming to be the... No, they, they were absolutely claiming to be everything, 
that they were knowledgeable yeah. about everything. So it was it was it was remarkable seeing that, and they they totally got away with it, which is I always found really interesting. Whereas I would have been, um, I would have had skin crawls just thinking about having to, you know, pretend to be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, that's just the thing, isn't it? I've find that clients you know if i feel like i've done a really good job i'm not even sure if the clients know the difference between a good and a bad job on many things mm. the ones that you mentioned are not so obvious the the visuals they probably be will get but then again there's a certain you know style and aesthetic that people like certain preferences but at the end of the day it sounds like you're just describing a very good salesperson and perhaps there's one thing that we can't easily get rid of ourselves as a business yeah i mean that much is clear he was an amazing salesperson i think that's that's where um that's where i kind of thought his his role should have ended you know i think if he'd have made it clear that he was here to 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 be the salesperson and and that he would um you know upon asking their questions answering their questions he would you know write them all down and go and find out from his team but he didn't do it that way he claimed to have the answers to everything and and what came out of his mouth was just factually wrong you know certifiably nonsense um and i thought that was interesting but what was also interesting was the fact that he got away with it you know he was able to to persuade them and if i hadn't have been in the room I actually don't know what happened with that project. I've no idea if they listened to me or or anything of that nature. But if I hadn't have been in the room, they would have they would have very much felt that um, that this guy was capable of doing these things. And I don't I don't even know how he got the project to where it was at that point. Presume I'm guessing he left the office and then made a lot of telephone calls and got people to to do things for <laughs> him um, because clearly his role is as marketer. But he was pretending to be a developer a php guy a graphic designer a seo everything all in one yeah and one well, these days i mean you can jump on so many forums and get help from various different people you know so yeah. you can kind of you can bluff it um but you know i mean i don't want to venture into politics but it does seem to me that we're living in an era where it's it's much more like that in a way you know it's um you know we've got world leaders who Generally, we don't necessarily think they're the most competent people in the world, but somehow they get voted for because um, they carry the message we like. We know their sort of weaknesses, if you like, but they seem to talk to us. And I think maybe that's the thing about the communicator. They may, may well not buy the fact that they're that knowledgeable about what they do, but they just buy into their conviction to it. Yeah, we're, we're constantly talking about confidence aren't we you know you have confidence in yourself believe in yourself and all of this you know it's it's quite a quite a normal thing in the western world i think to kind of oh you know just you'll figure it out later just be be brave be be Mm -hmm. ballsy just go for it and so on and so forth but um that's one of the those are the moments in my career where i've i've had the most stress where I've kind of, and I think I think it can all be summed up in one word, honestly. And I think the word is pride. I <laughs> I was too kind of proud to, you know, sitting in a client meeting and somebody said, "Okay, we want this to happen." And honestly, I can't think of any example off the top of my head right now. But um, we would like this to happen, and I know because I can feel it inside. I'm what I'm actually thinking is, "Oh man, how am I going to mm. do that?" And then on the outside, pride, I don't know why, mm. I sort of say, yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that. And then having to go away and 
and figure it out because I've claimed that it was was something that I was comfortable to do. And luckily, in just about all cases, figured it out. But the stress that those yeah. moments create are, are horrible. You know, they are the proper late night. It's not working. You know, you, you wake up, your wife, in my case, my wife wakes up the next morning and I've clearly not had any sleep. And, you know, did you figure it out? No, I still haven't figured it out. Oh, no, this is horrible. Uh, those have, have been moments that I, I could have avoided simply by saying, yeah, um, I don't know how to do that, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, find, I'll find somebody that can. And I'll get right back to you and we'll we'll tell you how we're going to go about doing that. And and I've learned those lessons the, the hard way. And in my case, rather yeah. than that propelling me to find a whole bunch of people around me who could make up a great team, what I've done mm. instead, and I'm, I think probably the same is true for you, is that I've, I've sort of shrunk back from that a little bit and just limited the scope of what I want to take on so that the tasks that I do are more within my comfort zone. And if they're not in my comfort zone, they're not miles out of it. I just, I, I know that with a bit of study, I can figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I've done the same as you, one of the first jobs that I took on because I didn't, I wasn't aware of something that they had mentioned earlier. I said, yeah, I can do all of what's needed but there was just one sort of detail which i've not thought about and that was it it was you know over a week of sleepless nights trying to work out how i was going to get around this one and i you know it just didn't it didn't even occur to me to just sort of hold my hands up at the time and just say you know this is beyond my ability so um do you think that's now, a maturation thing do you think that's a you know <laughs> as you get older you I mean, clearly that's nonsense. Some people at the age of five will figure that stuff out. But in my case, I think it was a, a mixture of maturity and also um, the 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 capability for me to actually ad- admit to not only myself, but to other people that I don't know how to do these 12 different tasks that we've listed out, but I can find a person that can. And nobody thinks that's weird. Yeah, I know. I, I think it, it. I don't think it's maturity. Well, maybe if confidence comes with maturity, because you know the the period I'm talking about is not that many years ago, and I'm you know getting on a bit. So, you know, it shouldn't be maturity. I think it's literally the fact that what's happened since then is that I've grown in confidence, right? And uh, so now I feel happier to say I can't do this because I feel like I've got you know I've done enough jobs behind me to know that I'm I. I'm fairly okay at what I do. And I think Actually, that's made yeah. a big difference. Yeah. Think, yeah. Thinking about it as well, maybe that's the point. Maybe the maturity isn't some sort of internal mechanism dealing with my own pride. Maybe it's that I've just done enough jobs to know mm. where my strengths are. And although I've never written out this list before of jobs, I some sort of, mm. on some sort of anecdotal level, I know which are my areas of expertise and so I've, I've now figured out what I can get away with and which and also I've become better at kind of guiding the conversation I think a little bit you know in meetings kind of work, working out ways of letting the the client go off in random tangents which is ultimately yeah. going to go down blind alleys and steering the conversation to what I know um, is is likely to be the best outcome just because I've tried so many things and failed and had clients that made me do things and I agreed to it and it was really obvious that it was a complete waste of time and nobody should have done it in the first place and I've probably become better at that yes absolutely you know it's just reminded me of some project that I 
I mentioned before to you that I've got and uh, one sort of detail of that is that um, it's coming to me from somebody else and they want certain things to happen but they're not absolutely clear on what it is but they've got an idea and can I do it uh, but what's happened I've read some of the emails and they they referred to me as the developer so I've really and I now have the confidence to say look you refer to me as developer. I really am not in the true sense what I can do for you. And that just explained the process. Really, I've got tools out there that help me to bluff it as a developer. And I know how to manipulate them enough. But if it needs more, then, you know, we can get somebody in and I can do that for you. Do you actually say it in quite so uh, an affirmative way? Do you do you use the word bluff? You know, I'm bluffing it or do you count? Oh, sorry, different- yeah, I think I... I- I write things a bit more carefully than that. But I'm just, you know, what I'm saying is I use tools and I know how to use them. And it allows us a a great saving to them to do more because we're really just using stuff that's common to most websites to be able to achieve a certain goal. But if you want something very, very custom that you haven't sorted out yet, I don't have those kind of uh, language skills to be able to write this thing from scratch, but I know people who will, Yeah, you know. yeah. Just, to, just to set it up in the first place to know that their budgets are going to do, when they don't know exactly what they want something to do, just make them aware that there's a there's a budget consideration. Yeah. You only have to go into kind of Facebook groups and online forums to realize that this problem is being this problem is being reflected thousands of times a day because, you know, people asking questions. I've got this client that wants to do this and can anybody help me? And, you know, you're relying yes. on the community. So clearly we're not it's not me and you in this alone. We're, we're all in this together. We there's obviously people taking on stuff that they are as yet unfamiliar with how to achieve the end goal. Um, not again, not trying to, to put, to put myself on a pedestal at all, because what I'm about to say, I, I absolutely have not implemented, but I was thinking about this whole topic of the, the, the things that I shouldn't be taking on and, and whether or not that's copywriting or SEO, it doesn't really matter. You know, we're all going to be different. You will have a different set of things that you don't probably, that, that somebody else could do better than you in a fraction of the time. My thoughts turn to how this might improve the work Mm. that I have to do and my available time. And and I came up with a list of five bullet points. So if, if work was no problem, if I constantly had a supply of work coming through the door and I could forget about the bank balance, let's, let's just say that at the beginning, Mm. the, I think being able to um, second out or dep out all of the things that you're not very good at to other people would potentially lead to the following five outcomes. Number one, the the, the, the work would be better. The SEO work, the, the graphic design work would be of a better standard because you've got somebody at the end of the day who is better at those jobs. That would potentially lead to a, a less stressful life for me or you, mm-hmm. depending on the way that you're thinking about this. Because you would have farmed it out and you don't have to do those things which you secretly know you're not very good at. And that would be Mm. nice. It would mean less work because somebody who is a graphic designer can do in five minutes what it would take me an hour and six Google tutorials to figure out how to do. Um, Mm -hmm. The knock-on of that would be that the clients would be happier because things have come in on time, on budget, and the quality is really good. And finally more work for you because yeah. you've delivered something better everybody's happy you're less stressed 
So it's like this virtuous cycle, and yet I don't do it. <laughs> I still take on all the things that I know that somebody else would be better at, and I, I puzzle. Uh, why is that? <laughs> Yeah, perhaps you enjoy a lot of it. I mean, there is, I, I must admit, I, I i kind of like most of these different areas to learn more about it. And for a long time, I thought, because when you talk about this, when you're giving this work out to different people, then effectively you're, you're removing that work from yourself. So you could concentrate, say, on your marketing for your business to get more work in. But then then effectively you've set yourself up in a manager role, haven't you? You stop learning so much and hand it out. You you, you turned into a proper agency. Mm. Well, I think that's probably what it is. It's, you know, in my case, what I've just described is an agency, but with a bunch mm. of freelancers kind of loosely yeah. shackled to each other as opposed to sitting in an office. It's kind of, I don't know what that model's called, but it's a bunch of freelancers <laughs> who kind of made an agreement that upon receiving some work, okay, I'll give you the graphics i'll give you the photography and i'll always give you the and quid pro quo if we keep that up we'll all be happy forevermore I just haven't haven't made those connections largely because i've done what i've done which is try to do it myself uh, yeah. you know probably probably being a bit hard on myself because you know at the end of the day i managed to get these things finished and have a whole bunch of happy clients so that's all right yeah, I mean, I, I would guess a whole bunch of agencies out there are some kind of configuration of that. They're not permanent staff that are employed by the agency, but they are a bunch of freelancers who, um, you know, you trust to do work. There's a friend of ours. We won't mention him in case he doesn't like it, but, uh, you know, he's been doing a lot more of that. He's been, you know, hiring various developers over the time and other people to do the maintaining of sites and is also recently been using a service to get his graphic work done. So he is removing himself slowly from a lot of the processes. And it does, at the moment for him, appear to be really improving the work. Yeah. Yeah, very intelligent. You know, it's a good way of doing it. I think another factor here is, first of all, I, I do want to emphasize the economic factor. I think that's important to to. to to really emphasize is that I think the pressure to do this stuff largely not only does it come from the enjoyment of those jobs because there is that without a doubt but it's it is let's be honest there's a lot of economics in it you know I I for a start I can't afford and, and when I say I in this I'm talking about you anybody not actually me in this case you know I haven't got the time to to go and find these people because I, I might have to burn through three or four of them and I might have to drive to a different location and meet them and come to some informal arrangement. You know, I don't know anybody who's an SEO expert. How do I even begin mm. to find them? That kind of thing. But also the the reality of just paying the bills, you know, you've got mm. to, at the end of the month, meet a certain amount to sustain your life and and keeping all that work under your own um, under your own purview means that you've got the money and if you give it to somebody else that does by definition mean that you need to churn more work because you've got to you know instead of one piece of work if you're farming out four fifths of it you've got to find yeah. five projects where before you could find one yes yes that's the problem uh, particularly if you think you know the your reach the number of clients that you could get is, is kind of limited um then definitely you can't really do that so much yeah and i think yeah. go on 
Yeah, but no, I just think that's the thing, you know, if you get rid of all of that work and leave you to do more of the marketing to get more clients, but you don't really believe that you can kind of expand or don't want to expand beyond the area that you cover, then you're really only shooting yourself in the foot, aren't you? Yeah. The other the other thing, I suppose, is that um, thinking about like the future, the, the, the roles of only doing what you're good at, who knows what that list will encompass in 10 years' time? You know, what tasks could we add to that list? So, you know, um, will SEO have changed? Will there be some other branch? Will there be a, I don't know, a, a branch of SEO where it's voice-activated um, search only? You know, will there be a whole different area? You know, like, go back 10 years, nobody knew what a funnel was. It didn't really exist. <laughs> yeah. And yet now... There are people doing that. And no doubt, you know, um, programming languages will come along. Methods of development will change. The expectations of clients will have changed and the industry will morph. And how much of that do you need to keep abreast of? How much learning do you keep? Do you need to keep doing um, and being good mm. at? Because it's that, that can be a bit of a grind as well. And doing the things that you are accustomed to and you know you're good at uh, can be can be quite enjoyable because you're familiar with it. Yeah. Hey, there's one solution. Well, the solution I found, I guess, to um, particularly the skills I'm most fearful of are, are the kind of more developer ones where somebody wants something to happen on the website that I'm not skilled to do. Mm. But really, it has been the budget that's done that. What now? I've become much better now at being able to say, look, you know, this is what I do. I use th- this is why I can do kind of all of it, if you like, because I've got these tools and if you need to go beyond that the budget's there and i've noticed that just changes client behavior being able to have that conversation so but you know when it was a different setup for me when you had to say how much am i going to charge you to do this project (laughs) there's a different expectation now it's it's you know they're they're going to save money by not wanting something or at least they're going to reevaluate what's a priority to them Mm. so what's What's happening for me is that there's less of a need to go and get those people with back-end skills or JavaScript skills. Mm. I, I suppose that the point about all of this is that none of those skills are out. Well, actually, maybe there's a conversation to be had here. It feels to me like given enough time um, and enough scope in my life to actually sit down, I could probably become pretty good at any one of those. You know, I could mm. probably become really, you know, a half decent SEO person if I had the time or dare I say it, you know, quite good with graphic design or something. You know, I don't see those things as beyond my reach. But um, time is the factor, you know, learning new skills is difficult and learning them to be become an absolute legend, to become one of the, you know, the leading ones in your area or country or whatever is difficult, I think. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, I'm I feel like I'm fairly comfortable in most of these areas in terms of what I um, deliver or the expectation I set now because, you know, the maturity that we've kind of gained all the time we've been doing it. So I feel quite comfortable with doing them. I'm never going to be brilliant at any of these. But there are certain things... There are some things where I don't want to hand them over because, in fact, I had this with a, a client who wants to kind of rebuild a, a site and it was done by my colleague and they want a new look with it. And they, they were talking to somebody else about helping them with uh, doing their logos. And it, I just thought, 
it was a really awkward conversation because I was going to have to do their website, but I didn't want them. I only wanted them to have a branding expert who would okay. come in who would ask them all the questions that needed to be asked, if you like, of their brand. And uh, that's one of the difficulties that I find I'm getting protective over certain stuff stuff because i don't think you know somebody makes a logo if they go buy one off fiverr right it's not going to kind of work um speaking of that it kind of leads me on i suppose to to talk about whether your your ability or lack of and my ability or lack of to (laughs) to enjoy the process of managing other people you know do you do you feel well just to take my example i'm in many aspects of my life i think i'm fairly laissez-faire but with um with work, I, I've, I'm really, I don't think I would be a particularly good manager. Um, and before we started recording this, I, tr- I tried to lay out my thoughts on it. And the, the way I sort of see it is when, when I do my own work, I am the, I'm, the buck stops with me. I'm, you know, if something doesn't get done and I've said that I'm going to do it, I, I have to wear that and I have to take on that stress. But okay, yeah. I, I've got it. The, the thing that I think would make me a terrible manager is I would feel the same level of stress, but I'd have farmed that work out to other people. So let's say that I was in a team and I managed 10 people on a graphic design project or a, sorry, a, a WordPress website project. And I'd farmed, you know, and under me, I had a graphic designer and an SEO expert and all of those kind of things. I, I think I would still feel that the box stopped with me, even though... I was farming out to to employees the same work. I would still feel, oh, they haven't done it right. Oh, no, I'm going to get t- so told off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Your name on the door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, well, yeah, I mean, I've got a different perspective because I was so long as a manager, but of course it's not my money. So, I, but I, I've become aware that if I needed to go down that route again and employ people that I would have to, you know, take on what I've learned from being a manager that, you know, they're not going to do stuff as conscientiously as you might do it. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're employed. They haven't got the same uh, enthusiasm for it or that there's not the same incentives there. So you kind of have to live with that and you would have to cost that to clients to be able to do that as well mm. and allow for it. But then, you know, the other side of it is that, you know, if you're going to uh, make people work for you well and enjoy their work so they do work well, you have to give them that autonomy you have to give them trust yeah and and that's the difficult thing and i think that's why you know if you try and work as a group or set up an agency without any of that experience that's the mistake you're going to make it's yeah but i think for any business isn't it it grows out you know you expect this person you're going to pay money to and you you slightly begrudge it because it's money you could have for yourself yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, that they're going to have the same incentives as you and that's the mistake it's also i think quite important to make the right you know especially if you're involved in hiring people it's important that you don't you don't hire people who end up taking the all of the stuff that you are good at you know, leaving yourself with something to do. Um, otherwise, you'll just potentially end up just as a manager. You know, uh, if your enjoyment is React development and, you know, you see that your agency's growing and, okay, what do we need? Oh, more React developers. And then suddenly turn around and, oh, I've got nothing to do yeah. now because I've, okay, well, he's doing it or she's doing it. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's just a different skill and one that I've never really got into. I, I think, I think, as I said earlier, a bit of pride, bit of fear, not wanting to 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 have that responsibility for other people and so on and so forth. But yeah, yeah. really interesting stuff. Our list, though, if we looked at it, we could shop some of these things out, couldn't we, very easily, I think. Or, yes. Uh, I think, should we just go back over it? Because I was just thinking, you know, JavaScript, if somebody required something clever, no problem. I, Pass could, it on I, I know uh, quite a few people who would take that job on willingly for me, I'm sure, you know, experts at JavaScript. Yep, good tick. Yep. Front end, I, I, I think I'm okay with that myself. I, I'm you, happy with that. Yeah, I would say that unless there is some startling development in the next few years, I will be happy doing the HTML and CSS. Yeah, a back end, if it doesn't come in a plug-in, yeah, it's off to somebody else. Okay, yeah, I, take a bit of that, but yeah, not increasingly <laughs> not. Yeah, exactly. If it's something you can do, if, if the shareable uh, kind of short code work or something you can do or just some snippets around, yeah, I would I would dabble, but that's it. Right, um, okay, fair play, yep. Yep. For, uh, for the, uh, photographs, easy. Uh, uh, absolutely, 100% of the time. Um, do yeah. That. yeah. Graphic artists. Mm. Well, interesting. You know, I think, oh, this is hard. I, I'm... I'm more likely to to try to do that myself now than I would have done five years ago, largely because I just think the range of the the tools that are available and the templates that are available, which we've talked about on a different podcast, mean that maybe maybe this isn't um, maybe this isn't something that is out of everybody's reach. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that can be done with available tools. So, yeah, 50 50 on that one. Yeah, I would say the same. I mean, there's there's some joy in trying to improve my skills in that area. But uh, also, I'd be quite happy if I think I was stuck to pass that onto a service mm. if there was the budget for it. Um, digital marketing. Uh-huh. This feels to me like one that I can grasp because it, it's kind of formulaic. You know, you, you make the the flow chart and so on. But I, I don't um, have I have not had a great deal of need to 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 become really good at this. So were I to land a client tomorrow who had high expectations of a very complicated funnel, I think this would be one for me to hand over. Ah, really interesting. Because mm. do you know what? I mean, we would be talking about the fact that maybe this is the way that we all need to go a little bit, you know, because it might be easier to build websites. So I think I would be diving in, even if it was costing me more than they Great. were paying me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. interesting. Yeah. You see, now you're bringing back my my pride thing and now i'm thinking oh all right dave can do it oh yeah well i should be doing it well, as I, well now yeah. <laughs> I, I i think i would bluff that one and uh, i would spend the hours it needed okay. to uh, to work it out because i think it might just be some... yeah 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 seo now that's an interesting one it is and it's also something that on a personal level i find a little bit uninteresting so just from that point of view only I'd probably say yeah. I'd hand that over to somebody because I, I'm, I'm not that bothered in looking at spreadsheets over long periods of time and working out how we're creeping up. It just, I don't know. I like the visual stuff more, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, probably SEO needs to be broken down into a lot of stuff, actually, True. because there's, there's, there's a part of me that just thinks, well, they're all charlatans out there, so I'm going to do it myself. Yes. <laughs> I, might, I might as well be a charlatan with them. 
<laughs> but but there is another angle which I wouldn't want to touch at all, which is say if you want somebody to manage their a Google ad campaign or something, it's like please take that away from me. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. dabbled with that before and found it incredibly frustrating. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this one's this one's impossible, isn't it? UX and UI, because isn't it just bound up with the other stuff? Yeah, and also I think that um, I think that training counts a lot here you know and and it's kind of an ephemeral thing um i did a webinar recently with peach and Neri and it's pretty mm. pretty clear from the get-go that she was spotting things that my radar didn't even notice and and whilst i'm sure that if i spent the time looking at it i could probably get up to some you know half decent version of peacher the um the fact is she's she's already done all that research and went to you know um college and and has a great deal of experience thinking about it so don't know yeah probably probably good to hand that one over as well crikey i'm talking myself out of a job here <laughs> well you know that's interesting as well because in a way although scary thing to do that would be a great very good service to be able to hand over to somebody yeah. else that you offer to the client but they'd be looking over your work to see what could be improved wouldn't yes. they oh, what that you've already grief. been done there would be uh, plenty plenty to say <laughs> yeah copywriting do you know what i i like writing um yeah. and although i don't write on behalf of other people um, and I, I simply don't have the time. This is actually one that I would I would like to do just because I enjoy it. I really do. I genuinely like writing, but I wouldn't want to do it. You know, if somebody said, "Okay, we need forty blog posts about peanuts," <laughs> that's not the kind of writing that I'd be interested in. It's something a bit more interesting. You know, in my case, I really like writing about WordPress because it interests me. So if it was bog standard stuff, no. Um, but if it was like slightly more interesting research based. Oh yeah, quite like quite like that. Ah, well actually we've just given ourselves another job here, haven't we, which is a content marketer, somebody who creates the content needed, yeah. although that could go under SEO, but yeah, I I love that. I tell you what I like. Um I quite like the idea of coming up with things like a value proposition for yeah. a client. I'd love to do that kind of stuff, you know, see if I can sum up what they're yeah. about. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, me too. There's a lot of thought and interest and uh artistry in there. That's nice. Yeah. Communicator. Oh, I don't know. I'm not too bad um, communicating verbally, but I'm, I don't think I'm the, like I said before, I would, I would be hopeless as a project manager. I'm not very good at sales and um, marketing speak. You know, I just don't find myself capable in those areas. I don't know why. Yeah, I think I think the general communicator role I'm happy with. I'd, I want it to be me that talks to the clients yeah. and I think I'm, I think I'm okay, but Really, do you know, it would be I would do myself such a favor, I guess, if I handed over sales and marketing to somebody to do it because yeah. I'm just so useless. Yeah. Yeah. And um branding expert. Well, I think that's a bit more that's a bit UI UX feel again, graphic design again, isn't it? Um there are definitely yeah. people better than me. I enjoy doing that stuff. I really do enjoy doing that stuff, try to make things look nice, you know, achieve a coherence, but um Again, there are people who are better than me. Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think there are people that probably should have been in before they came to you. You know, yeah. so a company yeah. probably should have had its brand and what it's about defined before they come to us. So we should receive that brief. Yeah, that's a good point. So mm. essentially, 
Um, This podcast was entitled Only Doing What You're Good At. What we've decided is that we're mostly good at nothing. And so (laughs) what we should do is uh, farm all the work out to somebody else. But that then requires us to be a manager. And in my case, at least anyway, I'm no good at that. So I should retire. (laughs) But I've just come to the conclusion that we should just continue doing a little bit of all of these things because we're probably better at that than being a manager. (laughs) Yeah, so we're right back where we started um, with all the stresses and strains. Yeah, anybody got the perfect answer to this conundrum? Please, please let us know because David and I don't have a clue, it would seem. But it's been nice, nice chatting it through and getting all that stuff off our chest. I'm sure that... Some people somewhere can identify with it all. Nice one. That was a nice chat. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Always a pleasure to chat to David through these things. Join us next week because next week we'll very likely have an interview because we swap interview and then chat with David, interview and then chat with David and so on. So join us for that. But also just bear in mind that every Monday we produce two pieces of content. Early in the morning, I produce a WordPress weekly news. I sum up the WordPress news in audio form, but also at 2 p.m. UK time in the Facebook group on our YouTube channel, we put out a live episode with me and a few special guests from the WordPress community. And unless I'm on holiday or something, that should be coming out. Um, on on a Monday at 2pm UK time. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpandup.org forward slash give. Right, okay, that really is all I've got for you this week. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now. Bye.